So let, let me open this and we can start it up. Hey. Why does that sound better for you? I tried doing that in my microphone and the pop filter catches it. Cause you suck. I have two cavities. <laughs> that have to get filled now. I just went to the dentist today. <laughs> Sorry, it's bothering me. I was not ready for that. What's going on, guys? Welcome to episode 7 of the Market Podcast. I am the one, the only, the one that's always here, never leaving, never forsaking you. Except you were late. Oops. We don't talk about that. I'm Wesley. Mm -hmm. What's going on? Hello. My name's Hog. What it is, it's your, it's your boy. Let's get it right, because we ain't never wrong. Except when he's wrong. Which I'm never wrong. So what's your name? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Mr. I always win Pokemon battles. <sighs> Isn't that right, Wesley? All right. And, of course... You're damn scrumptious. Behind the technology over here. Be behind the podcast. Hi, it's I'm true, Nico. Actually. Yeah. All in my Make ears. And I'm in your ears. Yeah, all oh. sultry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Don't apologize. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, so... That reminds me. Did you see McCree's... Uh, or McCree, I McCree, guess. You yeah. see uh, Matt Mercer's cosplay of his own character? Yeah, that's right. That looked great. That looks great. It looked real good. All right, let's get into this podcast, boys. I don't know. Okay, I don't know how to do this because I've been playing Pokemon literally since like last night, and it's... He's disoriented. You're, you're telling me your brain's washed right now. It's not good. Basically. All right, so hike, take things and right. go. Take us Why away, man. start off, push this back to you, because uh, we're going to talk about what games we've been playing. I was going to say, probably you've the worst been Pokemon. You, you've I, been playing Pokemon. I stepped out of my league shell. It's Pokemon. And I'm playing Pokemon. Uh, yeah, I I got Pokemon uh, about maybe like four sword? days. Yeah, Sword. Uh, before, like four days after it came out or something like that. Mm -hmm. And I played for like two or three days, and then I put it down for a week, and then... Yesterday, n yesterday morning, I picked it up while I was uh, at work, and I was playing a little bit, and then I came home, didn't play too much of it, and then last night at 10, I picked it up and played it until like 11.30, then I woke up this morning at 5, because my work schedule has been waking me up at 5, and even though I don't have work today, and I like sat in bed, looked at Twitter or whatever, and then went, I'm going to play Pokemon, and then I haven't stopped. <laughs> He's been playing Pokemon literally all day, uh, I, other than to get Trey, I guess. Yeah, I was <laughs> playing Pokemon on my uh, like when I stopped to get something to eat while I was waiting for him. But yeah, my goodness, I was playing Pokemon like all day. Glad to hear you weren't playing Pokemon while driving. Although there's an app for that. <laughs> Most call it Pokemon Go. Exactly. True. So I'm not there yet. How do you feel about the game so far? Oh, I like it a lot. Um, it's really the story is whatever. Um. Uh, my my boy Shofizi opened my eyes, told me not to worry about the story, and I realized I don't care about the story. So all I care about is uh, getting mons and, and prepping to See, battle. I thought you knew that. See, I, I don't know. It's just I'm a story person, so like I want to enjoy the story. So I sit there, and I'm upset. And then that's what happens with Pokemon games for me, is I want to enjoy the story. Story's not there, and I get bored and put the game down as a whole. Which I shouldn't do that. I should disregard the story. Yeah, I guess... B bulk up my mons. 
I guess like small PSA to people. You should always keep in mind why you're playing this game, why you're playing yes. like any game, not just Pokemon, uh, because that will decide whether or not you like the game. Um, yes. So, you know, in Wesley's case, if he if he were playing it for story, then he's probably not going to like Pokemon because yeah. Pokemon's never really had a good story. Yeah. yeah. I've it's, never really gotten to Pokemon like this. This right? is the first time. And it's, that's because I stopped caring about the story. <laughs> For the most part, it's predictable. It's not that. It's not. It's really not that challenging at all. Mm -hmm. It's. Yeah. But like you don't do. You don't play it for the story. You play it to battle Pokemon. Yeah. Yeah. So now I'm having lots of fun. Yeah. Um. Oh, guess it's, guess guess I'm next. Yeah. Uh, what you've been doing, Trey? It sounds like a an update came out for one of your favorite games. I well, before I get to that. Yeah, it wasn't anything crazy. You know, it was it was light. I'm going to test and see if you're like freaking throw you across the street. Um, but I wow. finished I finished Pokemon. I like it. Again, still has problems, but I like it. Mm -hmm. Not not I'm not upset that I spent $60 on it. Uh, then I hopped into uh, the Blaze Blue Cross Tag update 2.0, the update that I've been waiting so long for. I have yet to like seriously practice with anyone. But I've like tried out all the characters, you know, played around with them, see how yeah. they move, and I like most of them. I think there's only one that I don't care for that much, and I and I think that they require more practice for me to like them. Mm -hmm. But I like what they do. I like their their jams. Yes, that's that's about it for me. All right, that's cool. There's a, there's a tank in the game now, isn't there? Ah, uh, yes, the tank. The tank needs some getting used to. If you are willing to embrace the meme. Then the tank is for you. He is he is the meme character more so than any other meme character. That's crazy. Yeah, you're literally just a tank. It's a tank with a skull on it. That's the character. And it's something, something from like a Metal Gear game. But or if you put like it that. if you put in the practice, man, you'll be a well-oiled machine. Uh, I showed I showed Wesley and Kenyatta. Uh, I briefly ran over the characters. Don't got my mm -hmm. joke. Shut up. I briefly, I briefly, I briefly like ran through the characters, and they were just like, ha like easily. They were like easily half of this shit is nuts. Mm -hmm. Yes, yeah. um, I, I can't wait to practice later tonight. But what about you, Nico? Huh? All right, Nico's too loud. All right, Nico's senile. Um, <laughs> Nico is too loud. <laughs> Sorry, I, I think had, I, might I did. Be too loud too. Trey heard a noise, um, so I turned on the gains on everyone a little bit and mm -hmm. turned up the levels a teeny bit. So. Yes. Yeah, we might have to make some slight adjustments again. Good. So okay. that's all right. But uh, that's why I'm much louder now. That's all right. Yeah, though. since last week I beat Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order and I bought the wonderful art book. Yeah, um, game was awesome. If you're at all interested in it, I highly recommend it. You know, the day this episode comes out is Black Friday, so pick it up if you're interested. Hack. <laughs> Happy Blacksmiths. Oh, yeah. I hope, I hope you guys had a good Thanksgiving as well. Cause, uh, oh, yes. We'll miss that before, before by the next podcast. This is so. a Thanksgiving episode. I suppose. Where's our turkey? I don't know about that, Chief. It's definitely not in my stomach because I'm sure hungry. <laughs> Rev up those fryers because I am sure hungry for... All of you are degenerates and I'm quitting this podcast. Why? Why? It seems like you put the lead characters in here at a random time. That's not a turkey. Is it? Is it the is it the is it the closest? That's the closest one though, right? It's the only. It's the one that has audience, the highest audience. likelihood of Brom's being. Brom's got a lot of meat on him. Audience, know? 
Does this look like a turkey to you? But if you know Kog'Maw, then he can eat the most turkeys out of anyone. Oh, God. And upchuck it. What, your point? He can Disgusting. still eat the turkey. This is not a turkey. That doesn't change the fact that he can eat turkeys. And you but are what you ain't... eat, so he eats turkeys. I if he's spinning it back out, he ain't getting any net gains, you know? That's what I'm saying. Nah, you know Put what? that back. Turn off the podcast. <laughs> All right, All right let's, get, let's get right into it. Uh, what does the market have for us today in the, in the shop? Before we jump to shop. We okay. own the pod. We own, we own the market, so we know what's I just here. got to work, man. They don't know what's here. Well, you late. He said you that You got already. two more before you're fired. I brought you. Two, two more. <laughs> that wasn't, that wasn't my choice. That wasn't your you're, choice? You're responsible for bringing me to work. He's the one that was holding failed. this up. So, all right, fine. You take my strike and yours. So you have one more time to be late. One. <clears throat> all right, so I'll be sending out applications to take Wesley's place over the weekend. Let me know. Let me, you know, just hit me up if you're interested. So, <laughs> um, we have one clarification from last week's episode that I discovered. Uh, we talked about the developer that makes Black Desert Online. They revealed three games last time. Yes. Um, there was a game called Dokvi, which I said was a mobile MMO, but I was incorrect. Um, that's because the article lied to me. But oh. apparently this is an MMO for PC and consoles, and it actually looks kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Our friend Carrie seemed pretty excited for it. That's how I learned that, there was, that it was not for mobile. Um, it's more of a kitty-looking thing, but like it looks kind of good. Like It looks kinda, like, like Pokemon-level like kind of kitty, but oh, okay. like, look, looking interesting. So, actually, it's supposed to be something like Pokemon. What game is this again? It's called Dokfi. It was just announced recently. It's supposed okay. to be somewhat like Pokemon, but, like, cooler, apparently. Whoa, wait a minute. I mean, you could check it out. We could check out the trailer if we wanted to, but... Because um, there uh, is a trailer. Nah. It's just Dokfi. One word. But sounds like sounds like Dok, D-O-K-E, V. Okay. But it's one word. Dokfi. I'm sure, it's pro- I'm sure it's pronounced differently. Not what I said. If it's one word. It's yeah, it looks like there's like an accent of some sort. Would it be like Dokev? Dokev? What is this? No, Duk the V is capital. So it's like it's like a conjoined thing. Alright. Do. Check it out on your own time. Five. It might be interesting. God, why can't every other everyone else in the world just learn? Ah, Pearl Abyss. That was the name of the developer. God, I can't believe them. Uh, yeah. All right. Well. So now we can go window shopping. Ooh. We have a fair bit of stuff this week. We what's, got uh, what's in the window? What's in the see, shop, boss? We got like nine, ten things to talk about. The last one's pretty big, actually. Soice. Soice. Um, boys. <laughs> so first things first. You guys remember Amy Hennig, right? She Not at is all. the nope. former director of Uncharted. She created Uncharted, actually, and uh, she left during the development of Uncharted Four. And then moved off to do her own thing. Eventually, she was heading up the Star Wars project of Visceral Games, which was also then um, shuttered. The, 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 the studio was shuttered and the project was canceled. Or they don't say it was canceled. They say it was transitioned, but it was, it's really not going to so be. So canceled. It's not, it's not going to be the same at all. So she has now joined forces with Skydance Media, which is a movie production company, to form a new game studio. And Julian Beek, a former EA executive, is also joining her. Mm-hmm. Um, this is coming from David Gill at DualShockers, this article. So 
Uh, Skydance is a movie production company that's responsible for, for franchises such as Mission Impossible, Star Trek, and the recently released Terminator Dark Fate. So, you know, they make, they make some big movies. Um, and then, so this is a quote from the article. It says, quote, The interactive media landscape is continu continually changing, and Amy and Julian are creative and visionary leaders of this evolution, says David Ellison, CEO of Skydance Media, via a statement. Quote, together we will create this new sphere, the same, create the, oh, create within this new sphere, the same type of event level entertainment experiences that Skydance is known for in features and television. Quote. So, good for her, because she hasn't been able to release a game in like 10 years. Yeah, <laughs> because she's trying to do a big. She left during Uncharted 4. Uncharted 4 had a whole thing where like they changed uh, management, Neil Druckmann took over. And then for the creative side of the game. And then she hasn't released a game since then, for, since Uncharted 3. So, yeah. Shouldn't have left. So good to see, though, because uh, Visual Games was a, a sad situation. <laughs> that whole thing with EA shutting that studio down. I vaguely remember it. EA strikes again. Yeah, that well, was like the whole. Struck again. There was a whole thing where like the game was struggling with development because of a whole number of things. Uh, part of it was Amy and like the team not really like connecting well with like their vision and stuff like that and the way that they kind of work together. Part of it was the Frostbite engine being forced upon the developers, which they're not doing anymore because on, uh, Jedi Fallen Order was just released on Unreal Engine Four. So they took a step in the in the right direction of not requiring every game to use this engine um, that was only previously used for uh, dice games, so first person shooters. Mm -hmm. But the visual games game was supposed to be a third-person game. So yeah, I mean that's it on that. Uh, that's uh, like I said, good for her. Good for her to finally get a studio, go her own studio. Going. Hopefully it works out. Yeah, it, it's, it, it's they're starting a studio, so they have the opportunity to build it the way they want to see it. Um, and interesting that they're partnering with a movie studio. That's that shows promise for what hopefully would be a good, uh, good uh, high cinematic game, high quality cinematic mm. game. I hope so. We shall see. Mm. All right, guys. Next, we got to talk more about PlayStation. Now, this pissed me off. Oh, boy. Because I thought this wasn't the case, and I was lied to. So, we saw a patent recently from Sony that was like a cartridge of some sort. Mm -hmm. And we were like, okay, this clearly doesn't work for PlayStation 5's games, if it's going to be for the PlayStation 5. We were under the impression that it was for PlayStation. Yes. That wasn't the case. Really? It was the same situation as last time. It was, it's for a toy thing that Sony makes called a Sony Toyo. Great. This what is, this what is, does it do? This is the sec. I don't know. It's some weird, like, digital thing, like, with, like, button, like, controllers and buttons. It's not a game. I didn't look too much into it. Okay. It's spelled Sony uh, Toyo, T-O-I-O, -O, if, okay. if anyone wants to check it out. Hmm. Um, this was uh, discovered by or confirmed by Let's Go Digital, which is the guys that ran the story originally. So, in other words, you weren't lied to. You assumed. Not and you made way. an ass out of you and me. I think it was just him. No, the, the right. picture You're actually the PlayStation on it. <laughs> Cheap. This is how you become an asshole. The, the, the picture literally just said PlayStation on it when we saw it. That's why I was like, okay, I thought this was a PlayStation patent. Oh, so you assume that PlayStation is not good enough to make toys. 
you thought, no, they couldn't possibly make money off of that. But That's what that, you're saying. But what you're saying to me is that the PlayStation 4 isn't a toy. So what you're saying <laughs> to me is they can't make money off of other toys. What? That's what gave you room to assume. Yeah. Look at you. You're an ass. You and me. So this is the sad part me. of this. So it's actually so it's actually just uh, ass me. <laughs> Semantics, ladies and gentlemen. Semantics. Quiet, ass me. Um, this happened once before, uh, with uh, a patent being a patent being uh, leaked for or not leaked, but shown that was like a cartridge of some sort, but it turned out to be for the Toyo, but it was a different. I guess it was a different model device. Um, so that's disappointing. But we do have some have some good news about the exact same topic. Being? So I guess there's that. Um, Nico, pull this up for us. Huh? The article, the first article. It appears the PlayStation 5's new SSD technology will come in the form of a new Samsung NVMe SSD. Oh. So this is reported by Daniel Ahmed. Ahmad? I think Ahmad. Um, in a Tokyo presentation for Samsung on November 25th, uh, they revealed it's working. They're working on a new NVMe SSD. So NVMe is a, for those who don't know, it's basically like a really fast SSD. It's, it's a step up from your traditional SATA SSD um, that both me and Nico have on our computers. Yeah. But they're making a new kind. And they said it will be used in an upcoming game console next year. <laughs> they said that straight up. All and right. so then there's this graphic from the, this slide from the presentation you can clearly see a DualShock back there, so yeah. you know what it's for. I don't know what that is on the left. It looks like a PS4 Pro with a with a hard drive sticking out the front. I'm confused. It looks like it's just showing through. Yeah, I guess that's why. Yeah. Yeah. But it like, looks like it's just showing they're showing up DualShock, so it's like it's. They said upcoming console, so it clearly means they're talking about PlayStation. It could be the same thing being used in the Xbox One. We don't know, um, but that's what it says. So the thing is here is that based on what they said, this is being designed specifically for gaming. It's meant to lower load times on games, which is exactly what PlayStation and Xbox have been talking about Please doing. Please utilize that. I'm, look, dude, I'm looking forward to it. Every time I play games like Death Stranding and stuff like that, I realize, wouldn't it just be nice? Because Death Stranding doesn't have many loading screens because most of it's a whole open world. Um, but there's occasional points when you're switching chapters and things like that, which happens every now and then um where there's a short loading screen you're like what if it just wasn't here like what if it was just like or even if it was just like episode three da 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 you know start and you just press the button and it went and that was just the way it switched scenes yeah man i can't wait i can't Smooth, wait it's gonna fast. be amazing could uh just thinking back to skyrim which i don't really know i know Eagle can can relate uh, but I think I had the worst because I played Skyrim on the 360. The load screens for that game are terrible. Like um, anywhere from like, especially if you die. I mean, they tried to. Uh, didn't they? All the way to, back, it takes you. It takes like 30 seconds to a minute to load the shit. Didn't they try to like go like here? Oh, oh whoa! Happening. Is that Clark? That's, that's a that's a Discord call. This is not something I expected. That's Bethesda calling us, asking us to stop talking shit. All right. Well, I guess. <laughs> holy shit! Uh, Sorry yeah. about that, folks. Put your put your Discord and you went to serve. Just do that. It's on streamer mode, man. Out the person, out the person who's I don't calling. All that matters. Them. Out them right now. Do not disturb. Say their full name. We already said it. Cheap. Do not receive. It's okay. Sir Clarkington. Um. um my but, bad. Yeah. So it talks about. Look at that. Look at this in this graphics. It's loading time comparison per seconds. Hard drive is 49. Wow. SSD, or hard, yeah, hard drive is, sorry, 
system boot, hard drive is 49, SATA SSD is 29, optimized NVMe SSD, no number, but it's much lower. <laughs> hmm. And then same goes for loading Monster Hunter as the example here. Um, it takes about 13 seconds to load to launch Monster Hunter on an SSD, and it's even shorter on an optimized NVMe SSD. So that's the thing about this is that you can just stick any NVMe SSD into these new consoles, and it will work pretty quickly. Um, but the benefit here is that it's a new SSD that's optim that's optimized for the console, meaning that it knows what hardware it's in. So it's going to be able to perform faster, Yeah. which is what one of the benefits of console games in the first place. Um, and the other thing is, now the question is, what is this going to be in terms of, there's got to be a way to upgrade your storage. Has and, to be. And I doubt they're going to let you put a hard drive in there. Like you think it would, at this point, with where technology is going and with the what they're ad, like advertising with these new SSDs, they have to be able to let us put actual SSDs in there. So my, I guess the question now is, are they going to let you upgrade that one? Are they going to give you a separate NVMe slot to put your own in? Are they going to use SATA and just say you can only put SSDs in here? Like SATA SSDs, because at least that's faster than a hard drive. I wonder if they'll sell them too. That's what I'm thinking. That's yeah. why the, the although the patent was ultimately not for the PlayStation, it made sense to be. Yeah. I figured it was going to be. Um, the patent had like 12 pins, which apparently didn't line up with SATA, but I was like, I don't really know if that matters. If they make their own interface, as long as it works, that's fine. Yeah. And I don't really care if they sell their own and that's what they have to do, as long as they're reasonably priced. We're not, you know, we're not talking about PS Vita memory cards here. That was terrible. Oh my god, that's terrible. Especially in 2019. <laughs> yeah. Um, as long as it's reasonably priced and they go on sale and things like that, and they're not too hard to buy. Because um, the assumption is that it's going to have one terabyte of storage on launch. Because it's a sweet spot between not giving you too little and not costing them too much to put it into the console. Because um, one terabyte is pretty cheap. One terabyte NVMe is a little over $100 at this point. I just I just saw a one terabyte SATA SSD for 87 bucks. Mm. Which is great. Yeah, um, you can get like a two terabyte hard drive for that, and that's like a really big difference there. So I'm looking forward to seeing what they do. They have to do something. There's gonna have to be a way to upgrade your storage. I don't know what it'll be. I mean, hell, maybe it'll end up being external NVMe drives. Uh, yeah, which is possible yeah. too. You don't see that very often, but it's possible. I mean, people already well, actually, no. have external drives in the first place, so it, it's not like... Oh, but you couldn't do that, though. You'd need to... Because you can't pass that over USB 3.0. Oh, yeah, that's true, yeah. Either you'd yeah. have to do two... You'd have to do a few things. Either you have to use the latest USB standard, which mm. is... A, they call they change the whole naming convention. But we're going to call it USB 3.2. Yeah. Um, or you'd have to do something like a... You'd have to get like some sort of PCIe plug. A, a, like yeah. wire or even an eSATA, but that would still lose speed. Yeah. People who don't know tech know what I'm talking about. I know. Trey's looking or... at me like I'm, like I'm speaking a different language. Yeah. It's all right, though. We got lost in the sauce. All, yeah. all I know is there are a bunch of different acronyms, ASNBC -A 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 at 3 a.m. in the morning. Uh, you forgot to carry the three. <laughs> oh, I carry the three and the four. <laughs> oh, man. I probably need to carry the six and the tooth. I forget tooth. I'm curious about what they'll do. I'm, I'm yeah. curious. Um, or maybe we'll just get to a point where it's like, you don't need that much storage because you're you're going to have to manage your games better and you'll have game streaming. I don't know. We'll find out. Mm -hmm. I can't wait for E3. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, man. That's all I'm saying. E3 is going to be so We're only six months away year. now. 
We're only about six months away. Well, no, about seven. About mm. seven months away. I'm ge- we're uh, almost halfway there. So, last thing to round out the PS5 news is there was a rumor that surfaced um, revealing that the PS5 may will launch on November 20th, 2020 and cost 499 which is a pretty reasonable expectation. That's a Friday in November, the Friday before Black Friday, and that's 499 which is the cost that we expect and hope for it to be. I'm more or less expected yeah. about that. Um, this came from the same guys that revealed something. I can't remember now. I, I didn't write it down because it might have been because I didn't care too much about the SSD going too deep into rumors, this. But I could be wrong. I think that might have been what it was. But at that at this point, that's not true. So yeah. Oh no, I remember when it was. It was the release date of The Last of Us Part Two. Yes, that's that, what it that was. was it. That's what it. That's who leaked it. So mm-hmm. it could be real, and it wouldn't surprise me. It's it's a reasonable date and a reasonable price. So that's what we expected. <sighs> Looking forward to E3, though. Like I said, it's going to be exciting. Mm-hmm. Real, real good. Real good. We recently passed this past weekend and weekend week or two is the sixth anniversary of these new consoles. Oh yeah. So six years. Wow. I know it's been forever now. Don't and next year will like be it. seven. By the time it comes, the next one comes out, it'll be seven. God, wow. Almost that a decade really already. Doesn't feel like it. Well, six years right now. More than half a decade. At the well, point. well, like I'm saying, when it hits if you, seven, if you it's round a up, I suppose. If you, if you round up, when it hits. Three years is a lot of time, Wesley. I get to be rounding. You know, but what that's I'm still almost a decade. It's All right. a, we get it, Wesley. It's is almost silly. ten Wesley years. Is silly at math. It's actually basically the same length as the seventh generation. All right, more game stuff, more next gen stuff. Sounds like Amazon's going to going to announce its own game streaming service next year. Of course, I mean Amazon is tr- uh, trying to now, take over. Now I'll tell you why. Well, let me tell you why we think of this, and I'll tell you why this makes sense. Um, two sources familiar with the goings-on in Amazon have confirmed that Amazon has begun hiring from other major companies like Microsoft to help them build their entry into the game streaming market. This is coming from William D'Angelo at VG Charts. And um, so, yeah, the reason why this makes sense is because Amazon, for those who don't know, they have a very large cloud infrastructure business on the side. They are the biggest... uh, company that does that they have the most market share i think it's like 75 percent or something like that 60 mm-hmm. percent it's it's more it's it's the more than major, the majority on the table it's for the tv why do we need it i don't, I don't know. know i don't know why it's there um and so they have a huge infrastructure this happened because they had an infrastructure for their store and they were just like we have all this space that we don't use like during black Fr- like that's when it's not black friday or something like that why don't we rent it out to other people and then eventually they built that business out. So that's huge for them. Right. So they have the infrastructure to run a game streaming service for sure. And it should be pretty smooth. They're the, they're, they're the top dog. They have like very little downtime every year for their entire service. Very mm. serious over there. Um, the other reason is because Twitch is in gaming more than Google is for sure. I'd say. Yeah. Um, or I said Twitch. That's, I, I meant to say Amazon. But Twitch is one is one of the big things. They bought that. Um, Amazon has their own uh Gaming engine. Not many people use it though. It's called Lumberyard. There's a. They also have some gaming services on their AWS uh, stuff, Amazon Web Services stuff. That's uh, for running game servers and things along those lines. So they're already poised to do this. They already have the relationship with the community. They already have the infrastructure. They're already good to go. Hey, as Hideo Kojima says, if I could do one thing, I can do everything. <laughs> he did say that. He definitely said that. 
Um, and as I believe in my philosophy with uh, when it comes to like, you know, projects and games. All right, just don't suck. Yeah. Uh, Google Stadia has not been having a good reception lately. No. Uh, Hence, don't suck. Um, not having a good time. So we'll see how that goes. There's a whole number of things I didn't even put in our news today. Um, but I think the ultimate thing is that Amazon has to do it right. They have to, one, they have to somehow integrate it into Twitch Prime. That would be a big sell for them. Because they already have some that people are buying from them. Or Amazon Prime in general. Because um, they already have Amazon Prime Music and, vi- and video and all these things. They can just throw this into their mix. Yeah, and like Twitch integration um, with, with this whole streaming aspect. Exactly. It would be crazy. They already have all that inf- all that r- r- set up for them, all that baseline. Um, they just got to do it right. Because as far as I understand, people do not like the fact that you have to buy full games from Google. People don't like that. Because there's no way for you to download them and play them um, anywhere else. So... They're on the service. If the service dies, you might lose them all. Yeah. There's no, there's no there's sure, no, there's yeah. no surefire guarantee of, of you being able to get those in some way, shape, or form, or your, even your save files or something. Twitch needs to be able to, for one, have this in a service format. I think it'd be cool if they gave you an option where you can buy the games, or you can pay the street, the the monthly fee, and get access to a bunch of games. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that would be better. I think they'd be better if, they, if they wanted access to do that. To it, yeah. I mean, it'd be better if they just did just a service, but I think the option is nice. Yeah. Um, that'd be really cool because Google doesn't do that right now. Google right now is you pay or you don't pay for the, for the quality of the service, and then you buy the game, yeah, then you buy the and that's game, yours. Because yeah. um, it's similar to what Xbox does. Yeah. And I can see Google re- remediating that at some point by saying, hey, we're going to make a storefront on PC that these games will be localized too, so if you ever want to play them locally for whatever reason, you can. Yeah. I think that'd be a great idea. I don't know if we'll ever see that happen. I think it's smart for them to do that, though. Um, to close this out, there's a couple job postings that were about this. One of the job posting reads, we believe the evolution that began with arcade communities a quarter at a time, growing to the... Is that... Oh, yeah, that, that's kind of a pun in some ways. Uh, growing to the live streams and esports of today will continue to a future where everyone is a gamer and every gamer can create, compete, co- collaborate, and connect with others at a ma- at massive scales. That's pretty obvious what they're talking they're, Yeah, they're talking about making something game-related here. The other one says Amazon wants to, quote, drive innovation or innovative new use cases like machine vision and game streaming. So, cool. I think I'm, I'm more keen on seeing what Amazon does than what Google does. So, I think they're going to be more successful at it as long as they make the right decisions. Mm-hmm. Uh, next thing is that Hideo Kojima's thoughts are turning back to horror games. Okay. Uh, it appears that he's interested in making another horror game. We know from he made PT. It's going to be called TP. We know he, he he made PT, which is a playable teaser to what eventually would be revealed as Silent Hills. Which is a reboot of the Silent Hill franchise. Of which people are still finding new stuff in I know, PT. Man. How many years later? Like six five, years later or something? Five, I think. No. Five. No. The console came out six years ago. I think it's been about four years. You're four right, to you're five. Right, you're right. Um, I remember. But Kojima. Game, but then Konami canceled the game. There's a whole fallout. We all know about that. Yeah. Um, so he hasn't made a horror game since. So then he, so he tweeted on a few days ago here. He said, as to make the scariest horror game, I'll watch the scary movies in order to awaken my horror soul. 
The Eye is the Thai horror movie I rent when making PT, PT but was too scary to finish watching. The package is, hmm. so, is scary, so I rent the disc only. Wow. Will, we, will I be able to finish watching it? Gee, man. Oh, man. That's, that's something. The world may never know. Um, so he's, uh, he's interested in doing something again, it seems like. Judging from how PT went, I'm very excited to see. Oh, yeah, definitely. And there's, and getting this out of the way now, there's no way I'm going to play it. Huh? There's no way I'm going to play it. Uh, huh? Yeah, that's that's the thing I'm worried about, because, like, I, for one, especially, I think I told you guys before, is, like, um, the games that I really like now are just thriller and horror-based, because mm -hmm. that's just what really interests me now. Nope. And, but, man... Uh, some games are real scary. <laughs> real scary. Like, I, dude, I barely could play PT, oh, you man. You know what? I'm going to jump to some other Yo, games PT had me, like... If it's not Resident Evil, I could, I'm not going to play it. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it, man. Mm -mm. I'm looking forward to see what he does. I'm not going to play it either, but I'll, I'll watch someone play I'll it. I'll watch Markiplier play or it. Or we could play it as a group. That's usually easier to do. I'd be down to do that. Yeah, because yeah, like, I couldn't play Atlas... Any either of the outlaws, no. I couldn't do it. I, I had to watch someone play it. I mean, could you imagine being re in real life? But I loved it. Look, you can't see anything you're at, and you have to look through a camera's night vision mode the entire time. Bro. That's terrifying. And if you don't have batteries, you just can't Bro. see. Exactly. Like, like I said, if I were ever in a situation with that, sorry, I'm killing myself. <laughs> I know. You're I'm not like, getting you know me. What? The... This like, horror game is over. The thing, the thing about horror games and video games, well, stories in general, is that in order for the hero to succeed, most of the time there, it requires a lot of luck and like chance circumstances and a lot yeah. of close calls. The odds of that happening to someone in real life are extraordinarily slim. Mm -hmm. So in video games, it's like, oh, do you, you know, do you survive that in the video game? It's like, review everything that happened yeah. in the game. They just happen to open the locker that you're not in or... Uh, you just pass them or anything that's or anything a struggle the, too you or gotta, they kill the guy that that happened to go in ahead of you yeah or something like that and it's like you got real lucky buddy think, think about that in real life there's no or like they threw you over the rail you fell two stories landed on your back your head whiplashed on the ground and you're not dead <laughs> you just got some bruises that's all exactly you got some bruises all of but Tomb Raider that's exactly. All if Resident Evil Seven has taught me anything, I can I can just pour some juice. But when you on do it, die in Tomb Raider, it's brutal as hell. Oh yeah, 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 that's true, that's true. So I'm like, nah. If I'm in this, if I'm an Outlast, I'm jumping from the from the roof head. For, I'm primary lotusing myself to the ground. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, he's like, all right, see you later. Yeah, just I'm I'm good. Um, I'm gonna steal something from the from the news blast because you I think because it feels right to bring it up now. Um, so it sounds like Resident Evil 3 Remake is in, has been in development for some time and is coming next year. Wow. Um, this comes from YouTuber Spawnwave and has been corroborated by Eurogamer and its sources. There's not much more to say than that. We just know that that's a thing that, that might actually come out next Shout year. Out to the Can't wait to see my boy Nemesis. Shout out to the people at Spawnwave. I know, two, well, no, two of them. That's cool. Yeah. Oh, you yeah. do? Yeah, they're cool. Oh. Uh, there was a uh, like a game store down the street from me, like mm -hmm. three years ago. Yeah, like I, like those those two, they they ran it. Uh, oh, that's I know cool. What you're talking about. I remember that. Wait, I didn't know this. Why did I know this? 
Yeah, I've heard I've heard Spawnwave before. They're really they're really cool guys. That's dope. From what I know, they're really I'm glad they guys. made it onto the show. Del- yeah. Delaware making some re- representation out of here. It was in Maryland. Oh, that's true. Well, yeah. it was in Delaware at one well, point. Well, y'all ain't that special. Uh, Come on now. Come on now. One of they used to be in Delaware, didn't they? They moved. Uh, or there was two, or was there two locations? I don't remember. I don't remember if they specifically Anyways. moved. Anyway. Well, um, uh, so Resident Evil Three. Yeah. I thought about that being a possibility, but I didn't think I didn't really think too hard on it. But it, now that I now that I, assuming that it's true, it makes sense. I don't hear too much about three in terms of like the best Resident Evil game, so I'm glad to see that it might actually get a remake and kind of revamp it a little bit. It's, give it a good give it a good oomph. From what I understand, it's one of those things where like you don't if you were to talk about a Resident Evil game, you talk about seven or four. Yeah. Uh, seven, it, four, now two. But to people, sure. but to people who have played Resident Evil, like the Resident Evil series, you go, "Oh, Resident Evil 3. and they go, "Oh yeah," and then and then you get in a big conversation about Resident Evil Three. Mm. That's good to hear. Unlike I'm Resident looking Evil forward 5 to and it. Six, where it's like we don't talk it. about that. I didn't play two, but I've watched plenty of people play two, and two looks great. Two two remake was awesome. You know when we, when we're. Oh, you know what I forgot to put in I'm going to actually play Resident Evil 2 at some point tonight. Now Maybe. I know what we're, what our big discussion topic is. What? The Game Awards. Oh. I knew I was forgetting something this week. I was like, there's something that I'm not putting in my document here. The Game Awards. We should definitely get to it. Cheese. That's so we'll ta- cheap. We'll talk about that later. I but show will. That to Trey. And I'm going to put it on the screen for later. <laughs> You know, I was thinking so, about making some kind of joke about that. Remember, remember. I've seen some, some of these. We were, we're seeing, we're viewing something. Just watch for it later. Just That's all I'm gonna later. say. Uh, you know, I was thinking about making some sort of joke alluding to that, like N64 or whatever. But and if you're on the I, audio I podcast, you know what to do. <laughs> Come back later when you when you're not driving, when you're not doing your homework. You know, do it at the same time. About. Exactly. Um. Okay. Yeah, the reason why I said that is because that's up for game of the year. So, that's so Resident Evil 2 remake? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, we'll talk we'll we'll actually do that. As a, we're not going to run through depending on time, we're not going to do what we what we talk, discussed already. Okay. Um so next thing, the Pokémon company is trying to sue Sword and Shield's leakers. I think they I think didn't they try to do that last time with Sun and Moon? Maybe. I don't know. I feel like I heard that they were going to do that with Sun and Moon. I know that. that makes sense. I know that Epic Games recently did this with the people who leaked the season two of Fortnite or the 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 two point of Fortnite. I didn't um, know that was leaked. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't really found, but it was leaked. Like people didn't realize what it was ahead of time. They thought it was fake, but then when it actually came out, they were like, "Oh shit!" Mm-hmm. <laughs> and now they're in trouble. Um. So yeah, I'll just run through this real quickly. They're. Uh, it says here, so they're filing a lawsuit against in Seattle in the Seattle court, like alleging three unnamed defendants because they don't know who they are yet, but they know that they're three people. Um, they have an idea based on they have one Discord account that they know of that stole. It says defendants allegedly posted stolen trade secrets from the strategy guide on Discord on November first. Screenshots of the Discord messages are shown in the lawsuit, which was first reported by Forbes, detailing the 18 photos posted from the unreleased strategy guide. Each of quickly spreading across the internet to reach a worldwide audience because it definitely did that was like the biggest thing anytime anytime there's like a pokemon game that's like coming out people mm-hmm. are just like i'll just wait for the leaks yeah uh i see so the sword and Shield strategy guide was released on november 22nd a week after the game 
Um, but I guess it, I guess the it, someone got it ahead of time and started leaking things. That's basically what happened. It seems like the whole documents here. Like you can actually look at the lawsuit, but we're not going to do that. Uh, this is from Nicole Carpenter at Polygon. That's what the article is from. So yeah, that's interesting. But we'll see what happens with that. I mean, what well, I mean, I mean, what can I say? Yeah. Like, yeah, you leaked. You know what you did. I, you know, you know what you did. Exactly. You can't. You can't be mad. You knew what you were doing. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm not even upset that you leaked it, because like, it's Pokemon. I want to know what I'm getting. Just don't cry when you get in trouble. Exactly. So don't. Lucky. Don't cry when you get in trouble. It's like the same thing with the guy that hacked that the 2K accounts last week. Yeah. It's like. It's like. It's it was, like, it was hilarious. Ha- it, oh, it was funny. It was hilarious. But I'm not sympathetic when you get caught. I'm not, exactly. I'm not sympathetic when you get caught. <laughs> you did it. All right. We got one more thing, and then we got a big, major one to to go over real quickly. All right. It's a kind of a contradictory statement, but you know what I'm saying. Um, I have to apologize because I I said I was going to read that Phil Spencer article uh, interview by this week. Didn't get around to it. Nice. But I do have one thing I want to point out from another interview that he was in with a place called Jux Video. J e u x. Jux Video. French video. We're doing Jux. It's J's. <laughs> Forget his jizz. Is it? Is it? Wait, is it? Act- I hate you. No, I don't know. I was about so, to. I was about to. Say, I was going to be upset. There's two quotes from this from this interview. One says, "Having a steady stream of great outgoing games on our Xbox platform, as well as on the Game Pass, is is essential for us." The other quote says, "Our goal is to be able to bring four or five new big games to the platform every year." Then it is an ellipsis. It says, we do not have an imposed formula in terms of team size, style of play, ranking, or genre. We give our teams a lot of creative freedom and what they want to create. So he's kind of saying, it sounds like their goal, at least going into the next generation, is to try to release four or five big games um, every year. Uh, the article said AAA, but mm. he says big. So I'm going to call big because big doesn't have to be AAA. Mm-hmm. Um you could have a turn-based 2D RPG that's made by an indie developer, and it can be Crazy. big. Like under, still, um, it can be a big Undertale. game. Hmm. So there's that. That's kind of scary. Mm. I'm curious to see what happens. It doesn't mean that there's going to be that it's going to be uh, first-party exclusives. That's not what they said. This, this, they're talking about games in general. So this could be second-party exclusives, third-party. Uh, it releases here first. It could be anything like that. That kind of the the second one the the four or five big new games of the platform every year. Mm-hmm. I hope that's not a. I hope they're willing to be flexible on that. Yeah, it sounds like they because they that's are. how games get rushed. Mm-hmm. Because even with po- because even with Pokemon, not sorry, talk about it again. There there <laughs> are a few areas that do feel like they were kind of rushed, and yeah. games are never good when they're rushed. Like the textures in the wild area. Yeah. There's there are certain things that are rushed. So I so I hope they don't go. Okay, we're at yeah. three. We need you guys to hurry up. Yeah, it's his goal. Freedom. They've learned that mistake already. They they did that with Halo MCC and they ruined themselves for it. Did that with Sonic 06. Yeah. Well, I'm talking about Microsoft themselves. Okay. Um, they did it with Halo MCC. Well, they ruined that one. Uh, still kind of applies to Sonic 06, but yeah, because Sonic 06 was like. Um... I guess released on Xbox and advertised on Xbox too. Yeah, that's true. 
Um, so I think, and based on the second part of that sentence, it sounds like that's like the idea. Like they want to give everyone freedom. They don't want to force it. Yeah, I but hope that's it's their goal. I hope it's like, yeah, like you said, we'd like to have, mm -hmm. like that's what we're shooting for. And it's fine if it's less, as long as there, you're talking about, if you're talking about big games, you're talking about first party games, you don't see more than two or three first party AAA games on PlayStation any yeah. year. Um, except yeah. for launch. Yeah, hopefully it's really like, just release it when it's ready. Yeah. I think I think it's gonna be a good thing, but it's yeah. good to see that they're shooting to have like a solid lineup of games every year. Yeah, it's a good sign. It it, it really sounds like they have a game plan this yes, time. Yes, Nico. Just in in connection with this, I would just like to point out the fact that you know they acquired new studios and stuff over yeah. this past year. Of course, so they have plenty. It's more the more likely it's more reasonable to reach for that goal now rather than a few years ago. Yeah. And if they're gonna continue getting more studios then it's more more possible. And yeah. I, and I said this a while ago, like a couple of years ago. I remember like, you know, back in the thick of it where people were complaining about Xbox and PS4, pe people were, you know, uh, laughing, at it, laughing at it and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. I, I was saying, hey, look, honestly, if I were Xbox right now, hey, hang up the towel for this generation. Hey, get, get, your, get yourself ready for the next one. That's what they've been doing. And, uh, in, uh, yeah, that's what, it, what we've been slowly saying for the past couple of years is them, you know, bulking up, acquiring some studios, you know, mm -hmm. getting things ready. Like, uh, I I was like, hey, man, you know, that's, that's just what's got to be done at this point. Yeah, that's what I said, like, the either last before last E3 or before the, pre, the one before that. Yeah. yeah. Where I was like, Microsoft has to show up now. Or just or just save it. Yeah. Hold your hold your cards till the next go round. I think it makes sense because yeah. they didn't have enough first party studios to make anything. They already canceled Scalebound. They already canceled um, Fable Legends. They did all that in 2014. Um, or no, they announced it in 2014. They canceled it within the I year and two exactly. afterwards. I remember when that happened. I was like, yeah. 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 yeah no, they they did a restructuring. Clearly, something yeah. something in the, behind the scenes changed. Um, kind of had to. Yeah, and with the new studios in the last couple of years, there's obviously not going to be any major games ready for exclusive launch um, like before the next console comes out. Yeah. yeah. And the only major exclusive that came out recently was really Gears 5. And that's, that hit well. But uh, there's not much. I mean, there wasn't even a Forza game this year. Oh, yeah, that's true. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Because they usually alternate recently where they've been alternating with uh, Motorsport and uh, Horizon, but they mm -hmm. didn't have one this year. Um, which is good because I think you're going to see a horizon. You're going to see horizon. You're going to see a Forza game at launch. You're going to see uh, sense, you're going to see Halo Infinite at launch. So you already got two games you know are coming at launch. You're probably going to see one of the games we talked about last week at launch, either Grounded or that other the Rare game or something. We'll see. You're going to see one of those at launch for sure. Um, we'll see what happens though. Uh, they got plenty. Remember last week I talked about that quote he said that we got more games to know that we know what to do with. Yeah. So I guess yeah. they do have a lot of games in the de development. So we'll see. As long as it's not like THQ Nordic level. Hopefully it's hopefully it's uh They have like forty games in development. I'm I'm confident of this, but still I'm just gonna throw it out there. I hope it's not uh quantity over quality. I hope they have yeah. I hope they don't spread themselves too thin. Mm hmm Yeah. I agree. Alright, and the last big thing for the window shopping this week is we're gonna talk about Half Life. So Good old wow. Half Life came back finally after however many years. Um, there was rumor for a little while this is going to happen, and it was revealed, uh, I think, on Tuesday, and then the trailer came out on Thursday. I have not seen this. There's a, so there's a new game called Half-Life Alex. Alex spelled A-L-Y-X, uh, about, the, about the character in the game, Alex. And it's a VR title, and it's coming out next 
Was it April or something? April 20th, I believe. April 20th? Um, Stupid. So... Wow. This isn't Half-Life 3. This is a pre-sequel, essentially. Yeah. Between the first and second game. Yeah, like, I, I remember when, when we first, like, were talking about it in our chat, we were, I was like... Oh, it's March. No, this is, that's not true, right? Is it? I thought it was. I swear it was April. Hold on, let me check this. Um, so, I'll talk more about it after this, but we're going to watch the trailer. This is March. Yeah. Yeah, March 2020. I, that sounds right to me, actually. Yeah, but I was thinking, I was like, they can't call this Half-Life 3. So, they this looks, and we'll talk about that in a second, but this looks, this threw me off. I watched, I was like, oh, let me check this out. People are liking it. Let me check it out. And I was like, oh, shit, this actually looks really good. Can you, so, uh, pull your screen? That one screenshot. Yeah, it looks a, like a I VR game. Yeah, like that. That's you're, 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 no, yeah, it is Mark. Your thing's still I sitting know. there. It's not in any of the frames. Yeah. So By the way, I just want to say this real quick. Huh? Uh, if you plan on getting, even though we haven't talked about it yet, if you plan on getting Half-Life Alex, you can get it, you can pre-order it on Steam. Uh, you can pre-purchase it for 10% off right now. Yeah. So, oh. so you get if, you know if you know you're getting it, you can get it six dollars off. Mm-hmm. Which, if you're a Half-Life fan and you have a VR unit, I imagine you'll enjoy this. Yeah. So let's let's kick off the trial, Nico. Let's let's give this a look. Alrighty. Give this a look, see. So this is a VR game. This is a VR game. I don't know yes, how, how loud yes. this is going to be. So did we're we say that already? Yes. Okay. I would just. I'm I'm a fool. I think full volume. I have to do. Let's see. I think that's good. Life three. Alex? Gee, Alex, man. I'm here. So what's the plan? We can get this Whoa. Away from what we're doing here could be a VR game? Yeah, this yep. is a VR game. I'll tell you right now, no and I'm playing the Half-Life the series. I plan on getting this and playing it. I'm gonna so head If you wanna try it out, let's right. it. This is a full VR game. You're gonna need a gun! Don't worry, it's unloaded. It's unloaded now! Cheap. Hmm. <laughs> Whoa. This looks dope, man. This Doesn't is... that just look dope? Oh my god. Search the shelves for some ammo. That's that's kind of nutty. Oh god. They've got dad. They're gonna find out what he knows, for and then for they're gonna kill him. All this is my fault. I never told you. I couldn't. I'm so sorry, baby. You will not save him. Alex Vance alone cannot prevent his fate. Close your eyes, honey! Whoa, man. So what did y'all think of that? Yo, okay, so a few things. Oh, yeah, there's this part, too. Of course. It's the boy. It's the boy. Yeah. March 2020. Alright, so yeah, 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 a few things though. So this is really interesting, because like... Uh, That's the best part, it works with all those uh, headsets too. Yeah, so first of all, how many AAA games like this do we actually have in VR that are origin- uh, like originally optimized for VR? So not like Resident Evil 7 like for VR or whatever like there's, that was that was actually made for VR though. Oh, was it? Yeah, it came out with VR. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. There's there is a lot of games that are meant for that are built for just VR. Um and if you go look for them, they're out there. I don't know how good they all are. I, but like you can even without playing VR games, you can tell this would be one of the best ones. That's what I'm saying. And I kind of I kind of think like Valve really hit it off 
this one because this feels like the best way they could have brung back Half-Life, in my opinion. In some ways, yeah. Instead, of, instead so. of, like, you know, making the, the traditional, uh, you know, AAA game Half-Life 3 or even just another thing in the Half-Life series, um, making it in VR gives it kind of a, a totally new identity. So now, even though it's Half-Life, it, fe- it feels like you can't judge it um, comparingly to the other the other two games. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's that's what they were really hoping for with this one because, wow. uh, like, I think we've said it before on our past stream and everything, it, if you were to bring Half-Life, Half-Life 3 now, it'd be impossible to, to, meet, to meet expectations. Meet expectations. There's no way exactly. you could. There's and no I, way you could. This feels like a refresher. Like, it's totally new. You, every, like, you can't really compare it. Yeah. And I think they really did a good job. So we'll have to see what the game looks like. So a few notes before we go into details. Um, the number one is uh, the gravity gun is back in the form of a ability, mm. basically. It's not actually a gun anymore. You need to pick up or anything like that um, in Half-Life. And then the other thing is that if you get a valve, if you have a valve, in, valve index, or if you buy a valve index, or the controllers, you get this game for free. Wow. Yep. Really. So that means our friend Kevin, who has the valve index, will have this game for free when it comes out. And this yeah. is a sixty dollars game. So. Yeah. I know, right? V- valve is making moves. <laughs> that's a that's a play. When's, la- when's the last time I said that? <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Um, the controllers for the valve index, which I don't think are out yet, are they? I don't know. I forget. I don't know. They uh they're like they like wrap around your hand. So it works perfectly for that game. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, the Valve Index, those controllers like track finger finger like really well. Yeah. Like it's the Which is why this works yeah. so well. Mm. Yeah, that's gonna be crazy. Wow. So um alongside this release, uh Jeff Keeley, you know, big video game uh voice, he actually Originally, when the first Half-Life was launching, he did a thing called the Final Hours of Half-Life, or, or whatever it was called. Final Hours of Half-Life launch, or something like that, where he kind of like talked about how the game was developed and all these things, and he put it out in, in like writing years ago. And then, so he came, they, he was involved in testing and uh, like seeing the development of this game, and now he's made another, he's made another uh, video about it, he's got some other things coming out for it. Um, I had Nico watch earlier and compile some stuff from it. So, uh, Valve started in 2016. They released a game called The Lab, which is just basically a, a game that you can test VR mechanics and try different things. You can download it right now. It's free on Steam. Hmm. Um, and then they they wanted to figure out what they would do with VR. So they narrowed down their franchises to possibly creating a full VR game with um, those games would be Half Life or Portal. Portal was, they said Portal would be too disorienting, so Half-Life is what they went with. Mm. Um, it would be very disorienting. Sense, yeah. I'd still want to play it, honestly. Yeah. I still want to, would want I'm to sure play a lot Portal in VR, yeah. but yeah, it'd be fucking trippy, dude. Um, <laughs> they put together a 15-minute demo with old Half-Life 2 assets. The testers really enjoyed it, so the game went into development. Um, and then they, they said they wouldn't create the game for mouse and keyboard because of the level of immersion the VR build has, exploring shelves, cracking open doors to shoot through, shooting, throwing grenades, things like that. Uh, it couldn't be Half-Life 3 because of how daunting that project would be on top of the fact that this game is VR. So, that's a thing. Uh, that's what saying, yeah. Which we'll be talking about, yeah. Developers are excited to continue making more to the Half-Life franchise along with the VR games. 
um, and I'll insert here from what they said in the, in the tweet as well. Yeah, so it said, uh, we want to put this out and see how the world reacts before we make any concrete plans to see what we do next. So Smart. if this game does well, you yeah. could, or critically does well, you might see Half-Life 3. Half-Life would be in your hands, happen. literally. Literally. Yes. Um, Valve's future could go in many ways and what they decide to create next, and Half-Life Alex's reception is important to what they need to make, uh, to what they make next. So... If you like the idea of this game, even if you're not a Half-Life fan, and you have a VR unit or you plan on getting one, buy this game. Mm. Or if you plan on getting a VR unit and you have a significant chunk of change, I would buy the Valve Index and you'll get it for free. And the Valve Index is like a really high-end uh, yeah. thing. And it does say here, it says at the end of this uh, trailer, it says uh, you've got the Valve Index, the Oculus, the Vive, and the and any of the Windows Mixed Reality headsets are all, all work with this game. So you have wide support. Dope. On top of that, um, so Jeff Keeler on Twitter, uh, which I already talked about his involvement with the game, said, uh, I've played through Half-Life Alex. It took me over 15 hours and seen it in multiple stages of development. This is a full-blown Half-Life experience with a rich and vibrant world, immersive combat, great storytelling, and an innovative game design. That's his opinion on it. Nice. And then which I guess you can take a grain of salt because he's been involved with the development. Mm -hmm. And then finally, something interesting happened. So Campo Santo was the developer who developed Firewatch. Yes. They like were working... They were working on... Interesting game nonetheless. They were working yeah. on a game called In the Valley of Gods. And recently there was concern that the game was in trouble because some of the people who worked at the company started removing that game from their like bio on Twitter and things like that. The, the par that part of their website was removed... Mm. from like the, the, the developer's website. Turns out they're actually helping with development on this game, Half-Life Alex. Oh. So that, I guess, explains the, the problem with that. Um, yeah, that's everything. Hmm. What do you guys think? I am very excited for that. That looks really good. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it, too. I'm curious what um, Trey has to say. He's sinking. He's got a sinking face on. Yeah, I see the He's gears He's ready to in. say something. <laughs> so... All right, I've never played a Half-Life game. I just wasn't that interested in it. Neither uh, have I, um, to preface that. I assume it's... Uh, does, it, does it have a history of, like, puzzle mechanics? Yeah, there, there's some, like, puzzle to it. It's not, like, puzzle when you think puzzle, but it is, like, you know... It's not you, have, you have to figure stuff out. It's not just, like, super Linear. easy to figure out. Yeah. All right, all right yeah, that's that's what I thought, because the puzzles felt... At least from what I from what I saw of the brief, the brief clips, it looks it looked like someone who was used to building puzzles for Half Life, which might sound weird, but if you're gonna put puzzles in a game, it has to fit with the context of that game. Yeah, yeah. And some and you like you can't just put puzzles for the sake of putting puzzles. Otherwise, the game otherwise it just feels unnatural. It feels like you're doing a puzzle, mm -hmm. and that's not what you want to do. So that's that's what it that's what it looks like. Um, the and I know I'm getting like too I might be getting too like into it, but the electrical part where like you you see all the electricity and it looks like you have to like turn shit to probably like turn the power on. Mm -hmm. uh, I hope they're not the type of puzzles that where that it feel where it feels annoying mm -hmm. to do it. Yeah, doesn't look like it, but I could always be wrong. We'll see. Um, also, the fact that it's VR 
always worries me because it looked it looked good in the trailer. It looked really good in the trailer. Mm-hmm. That's not how I can guarantee you. That's not how the game's gonna play, or at least it's not going to look that smooth. Well, of course, with the VR headset, depending on which one you use. I was gonna say because yeah. like the Oculus we have, I know it won't look that good, but like the Steam Index, the Valve Index, or you know, or, an, or a new yes. Vive Pro or something yeah, like that. Those yeah. look it really look, really good. It look better. Yeah. Sure. Hope hopefully it's just that every time that I've seen VR, yeah, like it's not so much the game's fault. As it is the hardware, yeah. where like where like if you try to go slow, then like your hand like like fidgets about, or like it's easy to mess yeah. up the calibration. Yeah, on, you gotta on have it. The, you gotta have a good sensor unit. I mean, a lot of the things nowadays are starting to move the sensors into the headset, which is how it should be ultimately. Mm. Um, but we're gonna see what happens with that. Also, um, didn't you guys say that you might see Half Life Three? Yeah, I do not think so. You don't think so? I think no matter how well this game does, you will never see Half Life Three. Because yeah, it, the it, oh, didn't yeah. the writers of the original Half Life leave Valve? Potentially, I think they did. I think so. I'm pretty but sure that doesn't like mean a that while ago the project couldn't be. I mean, someone's revived. writing this game. So if this game's written well, well, yeah, but like I, it's it's in the sense of like, I think it'd be a smart move to go down the path of this was their Half Life. This is not my Half Life. Mm-hmm. What if they call if this is a series, whatever they call this series, this is my Half Life. If you go, if you have another, if you have another person make Half Life Three that wasn't the original people, then certain because I guarantee you there are going to be people who play this game who've 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 played Half Life One and Two that go, this doesn't feel like Half Life One and Two. Yeah. And maybe that's what they and maybe that's what they want. Maybe that's what they hope for, and they just won't like this game, no matter how good it is. Yeah. So. If I were whoever is leading this game, um, if I were them, I would kind of be cautious of those people, mm-hmm. because of the because Half Life, yes, yes, it's a meme, but it's also but it could also when it comes to the gameplay of Half Life, either you've played it or you haven't. Yeah, you haven't kind of played it. You haven't. Oh, I've oh I saw my friend playing it, but I've never played it. It's. Well, it runs in the Source Engine, so it's got a similar feel to any other game that runs in the Source Engine, like uh, like CS:GO. Yeah. It's got that same, like very fast movements, very smooth, very accurate that's, feel. That's not that's not so much what I'm talking about. I'm feel I'm talking about like more than just how the more than just how the game feels like in an, in an engine. The soul of Half Life. Yeah, the soul of it. Yeah. That's that's what I was trying to gotcha. say. The yeah. soul of Half Life. I mean, we'll, we'll see. It's going to be hard to capture that again because the graphics have changed drastically. Um, I was watching Nico play the original Half Life. It does not look anything like this um, because it was made years ago, in like 2004, when PCs were the PCs that ran that game were expensive. Hey. <laughs> Uh, let me say this. I haven't even touched Half-Life 2 yet. I'm playing Half-Life 1, and I can tell you right now from what I've seen of Half-Life 2, the games look fairly different. Like, there's a different... Oh, yeah? Yeah. Mm. They're pretty different. So, okay. so yeah, this, we'll see. This is a prequel to Half-Life 2, so this has simil- a similar look to the Half-Life 2 game. So oh. that's where they should be. You know, similar. now that you mention that, I think it's going to be similar to the situation with Halo. Where... Halo had... A lot of people would argue that Halo has lost its feel... From one and two to now, one and two are the games that everyone loves a lot. People love three and Reach too. 
Yeah. But for more of a multiplayer reason than a single player reason, um, one and two, two is my favorite story I think for for Halo. Um, it's really good. But like Halo Four and Five felt a little bit different. They've lost a little bit of their Four, especially Four, lost a little bit of its arena style shooter feel, and it's a, uh, and it looks a little bit more virtual. That's what I've always said about Halo Four yeah. and Five. They always felt more of like a futuristic wash over them that just doesn't feel right. Halo Reach is a lot more grounded because a lot of the, you see you see the grass you see and it looks green and it doesn't look vibrant. It looks like it's you know. You're, yeah. you're seeing outside. You see, you see the dirt on, on people's armor. You see the armor's, like, wear and stuff like that. And, and yeah. Reach, not Reach, and 4 and 5, it's, like, very, like, very yeah. pristine, glowy, it's vibrant. Too yeah. Yeah. Looking at And why did, like, the, did, did someone leave? Halo between the two between the well, two points or something. It switched developers, remember? Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, you see Bungie it did. and now it's three four three. There's a lot of the same team there, but not the not the exact same team. Some of the big guys have left. Some of the big guys worked on some of the games and then left since then. Um, and that's that's the thing when anything switches mm-hmm. in uh, game development when it comes to like you know switching studios, someone leaving. Yeah. Uh, whether they be writers or otherwise. You want to preserve the soul as much as possible so mm-hmm. you can retain that audience, but also change your game so that you bring in new people or just keep the game feeling fresh. Yeah. And I think if they call it half, and I, th- and, I th- and I think if they bring in, if they make a Half Life 3, like after this or maybe two games from now, replicating that soul while also being different is, going to, is probably going to be the hardest part about it. Yeah. Yeah. Not even so much the expectation. I of think it. they're going to do it. I think they'll end up doing if they if Valve continues going on this path of actually making games, I think they'll I think they'll actually do it. I think they're going to have to just be like it's going to be the new because Half Life was something for PC gaming back then. Like it was a it was a first of something. Yeah. That I mean Half Life is the reason why Steam exists. Steam didn't exist before that. Yeah. Um, with the new Half Life, you're going to see. I think this is actually running on a newer version of the Source Engine, like a like a Source 2.0. Yeah, they've updated. Yeah, the engine's yeah. all updated and stuff. So, I think this is going to be just like Half Life Three will be the new Half Life. Like it'll be, it's going to have a continuation of the story. It's going to have a continuation of what they would hope to be is the is the soul of it. But it's going to be a new. It's going to be a new Half Life. It's going to be the new generation of Half Life. It's going to be two halves. Three. Oh, man. I think that I personally would wait at least two games. That's fair. Not even so so much for the fans, because yes, the fans need to trust that this new team is capable, um, especially when you're handling something that a lot of people love. Um, But even so much for the developers to prove that they can do it. Because if this game, for whatever reason, bombs... No, you're not gonna see. Don't anything. don't even think about Half Life Three. Yeah, yeah. Or and even if this game does well, some people are gonna be like, "Oh, it's a fluke." Yeah, you don't want that to be true. People call games dead all the time when they're not dead. Yeah, we, are too Destiny's that. dead. Fortnite's dead. We've thrown that? that around a lot of podcasts. I mean, Sly Cooper, uh, for example, um, one, two, and three. Have 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 the same like two has the same soul that one does, but they yeah. changed, but they just added to it and changed a few things. Three has the same soul that one and two does. They just added to it and changed a few things. And then four. And then four, it was like you could you could just reskin this game, and I and you could convince me that I wasn't playing a Sly Cooper game. F. I still liked it. Yeah. But I was still like, 
I was constantly reminded. It's one of the things where if something you're, if, if, if you're gonna do something like that, you have to reboot a game. You can't you can't say that it's a it's another sequel because it yeah. changes it. Um, I say that it's impossible. It's just yeah. very hard. Yeah. Unless you were like very close with the with the uh, original developers, so you so they kind of like rubbed off on you. Mm-hmm. Mm. We'll see what happens in March of twenty twenty. Yeah, I'm always, I'm always yes, I am the devil's advocate. Hello. Uh, that's uh, that's I'm, perfectly fine by I'm, me. I'm here to bring down your hype. It's a, it's a good it's and good, make uh, you acknowledge that. Good to be a little skeptical every now. Yeah, something man. could something could go very wrong. Uh, Hell, I'm part of the Sonic community. Oh, no. I know things can go wrong. Oh God, Jesus I am Christ. wrong. <laughs> I know Stop. things can go. I boom. am the wrong. I've embraced the wrong. All too. right, all right, all right. Um, all right, guys. It's time we jump into our tech news section. Yes, we sir. got two things to talk about. Number one is the big thing we've been talking about for a few weeks now since we started the podcast, which is Elon, Elon Musk, Musk and child. Tesla. Cheap. And it's new child. It's forget it's <laughs> revealing their N sixty four car. His new child. His new precious. Elon Musk baby. revealed his Cybertruck. He's been teasing. Um, and it's a Cybertruck. It's literally it, it is the most fitting. It name. is not a Tesla truck. It's the Cybertruck. The Cybertruck. No matter how much I look at it, it looks like the PS two didn't render correctly. Now, this is what it looks like. Now, listen to me. It's, well, so you got to put this like in the middle I'm, or something. I'm the, whole, it, the whole time. It's, it's the right there. Right it's right there. It's now, bouncing too. Now, listen to me. Hold on. I know what y'all thinking. If y'all haven't seen it already, the design is ugly as fuck. No, I'm kidding. I, I well, get some it. people do. Think I that. get it. If it's I, weird for, to me, it's, it's weird. Futuristic. It's weird. It's futuristic. I get it. To me, I'm not gonna sit here and say, "Oh my god, it's beautiful," but I'm not. For me, it's not, like, the ugliest thing I've ever seen. Yeah. But if someone walked up, looked at that, and went, damn, that is terrible. I can't say nothing to you. But what I'm saying is, you have to look at it as a whole. Because this is, like, a entrance into this new arena of electric vehicles and vehicles as a whole. Like, this is a, a crazy interest into that, like, space. It's a car that you're design-wise, you're either going to love it or you're going to hate it. It's so, a literal car of the future. That that's what it is. It it looks like it's going to give me a paper cut. <laughs> so let me go through this. This is the Tesla Cybertruck. It has the same DNA as other Teslas in the sense that it is 100% electric, of course. Mm-hmm. It uh, has the capability to have 100% self-driving. Yes, sir. Of course. Um, it is really fast. It can get to 60 at Really high speeds. Uh, it it is faster than a Porsche 911, which I'll put that right there. Uh, what There's that car there, looks actually. like. Oh, I can't reach if that. If you stand Dude, up, you can get it. I completely missed it. I can't reach that. We're not gonna worry about it. You're gonna just have to take the picture. So anyway, <laughs> like it's faster than a Porsche 911. It gets the 60 uh, miles per hour under three seconds. It's like two. Yeah. Point so the highest uh, trim is two point. To be fair, that there's three iterations of it. The it tri-motor trims, one yeah. is the one that does that. Yeah. But the other one goes in like six seconds, which is not bad. Yeah, it's it's six point nine seconds for a truck. <laughs> is that Stupid. the one or two motor? Huh? It's, that's the one. That's the, the yeah, lowest the sing, trim. The, sing, oh, okay. the single. Was, yeah. So the yeah. two motor probably is like four seconds or something. Yeah, like something like that. Yeah, something All like right. that. Um, um, well, we'll scroll down. We'll find out in a second. 
Um, it's a new design, clearly. It's something interesting. The entire body, the outside body, is uh, stainless steel. Yeah. So and I think the whole thing's made out of like titanium. No, it's the whole thing. The whole, I forget the vibranium. It, it's a whole uni unibody. <laughs> yeah. It's Gee, an, it's could a, you imagine? It's a skeleton. Yeah. Um, they shot a bullet at it. The bullet shattered. So that's a thing. It left a dent, but the bullet shattered. Um, the glass is also supposed to be really good. Yeah. But it broke during the. Uh, during the demo. During their presentation, but uh, Elon released a video of them doing the exact same test before the um, before the presentation on stage presentation, and the glass did not break. Yeah, because he said he said what what might have happened is when they were banging on the door with a sledgehammer, which they did. Yeah. Um, it might have actually messed up the glass a little bit. Uh, they, they, he, yeah. he explained it in a tweet, but like he said, like they let air into some place where like then when the glass. Uh, okay. It was a metal bowl. So like they threw a metal me bowl at the glass. If I wanted to break into this car, I have to get a sledgehammer first, then shoot the window. And then it doesn't. The glass doesn't even crack. That's the thing. Or that's it the thing. Shatter. That it still cracks. A lot of people. A lot of people like uh, made articles and stuff like, yeah, like that. The ball all, didn't go through the glass. The, On a normal car, the ball would have gone through the glass. The, the presentation was it bounced off. Was a was a bust, blah blah, because of that whole thing. You have to think of it in this perspective. First of all, this is Elon Musk. Yeah, first of all, <laughs> you have to think of it in this perspective, man. Even if the glass broke, right? Imagine going down the road, something flies off the bed of the truck in front of you and hits the glass. Normal glass, that's just going straight through the window and killing you. Exactly. The it, uh, the dude, it's a metal ball about this big. He chucked it point blank at the window twice, and it didn't break the glass. It bounced off the glass. It broke the glass, but it didn't go through. Yeah, like it didn't shatter it. It didn't, yeah. it didn't go through the glass. It just kind of like, it made like a big like dent with like a like cracks. Yeah. So, like, even if it wasn't supposed to, and it uh, it's egg on egg on Elon's face, that should say that should will save your life. Like, <laughs> or if you plan on doing a drive by, there's it's, no it's possible way they can retaliate against you. It's bulletproof. So it's a uh, ultra hard thirty x cold rolled stainless steel. Let's go back yes. up for a second. Let's do it right here. Oh. Yeah, that the whole it's a whole like it's an exoskeleton. It's built as one piece because yep. that makes it so strong. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, they, they and they also they with the sledgehammer thing they took a door from like an F one fifty or something. They beat the shit out of it with a sledgehammer. They did the same thing to this and it didn't break. So yeah, it didn't even dent. Really, it's scratch resistant and dent resistant. Yeah. Um, so you can see they it's got that really cool single headlight on the front. It's got a single taillight on the back, mm -hmm. um, which I'm sure will be split up for things like turn signals and such. Yeah. Um, this clearly isn't the final design because there's no mirrors. There's yeah, no rear yeah, yeah. mirrors, none of that. Um, so there's obviously going to be some small modifications here and there. But this is pretty much how it's going to look because he opened pre-orders. Like this is up for pre-order right now. You put in $100 and you put that, you put your name down for buying it, basically. Yep. Which they got 146,000 pre-orders, which a... means they got $14.6 million just from the I was going to talk about that. Yeah. He actually updated that number earlier today, 200K. 200. Damn. Uh, um, Real quick, at the actually. time, forty-two percent of the, of those pre-orders were dual motor setups. Forty-one percent were tri motor, tri motor, and seventeen percent were single motor. Oh, well, real quick before uh, the before we talk about the like percentages of who bought what. Jesus. Um. So all of this, man, all of the the Cybertruck and everything, all it comes with, the lowest trim level is forty thousand, which is absolutely insane. For the amount of shit you get with this package. Oh yeah, this is this is affordable. 
This you is can, an affordable it's car. It's like 39K for the single motor model. Yeah, the, the lowest Oh, but it's a six-seater. It has a, it has a middle a, seat in the front yeah. row. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the, the concept or the prototype here has a marble-finished dashboard with nothing but the screen and a yoke wheel. Yep. It's nuts. And Absolutely. they also made an ATV, by the way. Yeah, it, they put the, uh, it's their own ATV. It's you can appreciate. Sure, I don't know when you could buy one. Yeah. They put gaming chairs in the front seat. <laughs> Elon gets me sick, man. They like he finished talking about the Look, Tesla truck. Could and you everything. imagine being in the rain in that car? I know. That just sounds. That just sounds. Oh, but he, he gets me so sick. He was a, uh, he was getting ready. Uh, he finished talking about the Tesla truck and everything. Mm-hmm. He was like, "All right, thank you, thank." You. Oh wait, wait, wait. Oh uh, yeah, uh, and we, and we made an ATV also, <laughs> and he rolled out the ATV. The ATV goes into the truck and charges in the truck. Yes, it's stupid. It's stupid, man. Oh and, my gosh. So anyway. Oh, by the way, they also showed a video of this thing towing an F one hundred and fifty up a hill while the F one hundred and fifty was trying to go down the hill. Yeah. So that's how strong this is. I think that's the tri-motor version, but still, yeah. that's still a lot. So, I want to nice. add, if you get hit by this thing, it's yeah, it's over. I will say that's one thing I thought about is if you You're know done. some person uses. Well, let's look at the camping accessory, terror, man. Like some terror. Yeah. Thing. Purposes, yeah. But I mean, it's a, Bro, if you, you get step, hit with any car, yeah. you're in trouble. If you get step, if you step on the gas, you just keep going. I don't know. Trying to break into what a bank, gas? you'll go through. There's no how you do it. Facts. You step on. You, if you step, you step on, on the electric, I was about to say. You step on the current. <laughs> step on the current. That's actually step, a good way to that, say that's it. The, that's the new phrase. That's going to be the new phrase of the future. You step Trey's, on the current. Trey's current, pa- uh, patching that phrase or coining that phrase right now. Hey, man, Elon, I'm he- Tesla. Elon, I'm here. I have de- I have ideas, and I'm black, so no one can call you racist if you hire me. That's true. Um, they'll call him racist if, you, if, they do, if he doesn't. <laughs> no, that, just that's a good question, though. Is there is someone? So, surely someone else has had this conversation. We just came up with yeah. the word current, but has someone else have any other ideas? Exactly. I'm step on the now. gas. Step what on, else is there on the internet? Step Currently, on the electric. No. Step on the current. I like the current better. Give me a man. Give me some more current. You know? Hey. Bring up the amps. No one no one no one heard me. Step on nah, that doesn't work. Not amp. What? I'm like, talking from a Also that trailer is something I'm assuming they're gonna release too. Yeah. Uh, they have like campers and stuff too as like Yeah, there's a um, Yeah accessories what you call it this so this it has a hundred hundred cubic feet of storage like in fu- the cabin that looks like yeah. a like futuristic whole... trash can turned sideways <laughs> so anyway Holy back to shit, back man. to the numbers though so uh what's crazy is so the trim levels are like the scroll down there click, click, click crime motor and keep it yeah. on that yeah so the trim levels are the single motor as a single uh motor or a single uh electric motor uh, that starts at forty thousand. The dual motor starts at um, fifty thousand, mm-hmm. and then the tri motor, which is the highest trim level, starts at uh, seventy thousand. Forty-two percent of the of the one hundred and forty-six k as of uh, November twenty-third bought the dual motor. Uh, one forty-one percent of those people bought the tri motor, and that. only seventeen. 17- I already said that. So, I, I know, I know, but I'm reiterating since we're t- since we talked yeah. about the pricing. So and stuff. the dual was the most popular, and the trial yeah. is right behind it. Exactly, which is pretty crazy. Because like the the thing starts at forty thousand. Well, you, you just, already know, dudes that are like that, of like course. Tesla got the money. 
yeah, also of course, yeah. want to get the best of the best. I also want to point out um, the dual and tri motor are all wheel drive. The real, the single is rear wheel drive. Yeah, that's a, so that's that's probably that's one of the big um, decision points that people probably made in in getting the dual and tri motor. So yeah, zero to sixty in two point nine sec under two point nine seconds, five hundred plus miles range. Um, that's estimated. Mm-hmm. Of course, you can't know for sure. Yeah, storage, 100 cubic feet. Oh, they call the trunk the vault, by the way. Yeah, and the vault is 6.5 feet long. Um, it has 14,000 plus pounds of towing capacity. Stupid. That's insane. That was that, uh, seven tons? Yes. Yeah. Um, autopilot is standard, of course. Uh, it is more expensive to get autopilot on, on, I think, the single motor one. You have to pay extra for it. Go back to that for a second. Just oh, it doesn't say. Standard. Okay, so yeah, no. Standard means something else. All right, go back to the other one. So yeah, and then it's got adaptive air suspension, ground clearance is up to 16 feet, mm-hmm. or not feet, uh, that'd be crazy. Hmm. Uh, inches, <laughs> approach angle, 35 degrees, departure angle, 28 degrees. I don't know what some of those means, but... Yeah. Whoo, man, That's, this is a... That has to do with... Um, it's a beauty. The angle the car can go out without the front or the back of it hitting the ground. Oh, okay, okay. Gotcha. That so like, sense. you... I've seen a video where it's like super low cars. Like these dudes mm-hmm. have to get out of the car and put these boards down so the low car can get over a speed bump. <laughs> I so hate yeah, that yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, low what, riders are so about. weird. Dude, it was the funniest thing. I think it was like yesterday or two days ago. Um, I was at I was at work and they added an extra speed bump, like us, you know, like the smaller ones that oh, that's are funny. slightly higher. And real quick, that's funny. Uh, at my job, which. I drive Amazon uh, trucks. They took out all the speed bumps. <laughs> wow. This one, they add, station. this one, they have the normal ones, the ones that are longer, and then they added a like shorter yellow one mm. that's like more annoying, okay. so you have to slow down. Uh, remember and, when we were laughing earlier? Yeah. When? This, this is the uh, about the picture that we were seeing on my laptop that we wouldn't uh, show you then. Which I never saw. Here it is now. It's in the, it's in the, the discussion channel. Go, the, go I mean, take the, a look at yourself. Channel. It's funny. It's with the times. We're here. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> sick, man. I've seen, I've seen so many of these on Reddit. I Facebook. know. People are yeah, saying, so like, Warthog. Oh, by the way, this this car might be in Cyberpunk uh, 2077, yeah. which would be dope. Mm-hmm. Um, that'd be awesome. It fits. It would fit perfectly. Oh, yeah. Could you imagine? Man. <laughs> Everything's coming together. Forza, listen. You oh, Forza? Get, y'all gotta get Teslas in the game. Wait a minute. We're on to something. Dude, imagine Forza Vista. You could just go yes, sit sir. in that car in the game. Yes, sir. Man. All right. Come on, yo. All right. All Xbox. Right. You can Xbox. Uh, Playground. So, turn Elon. Gonna, this, turn, turn, turn Elon. Dude, all you gotta do is send him a tweet. He's got it done. He's like, yeah, right, man. He's exactly. on Twitter. He's on Twitter, man. <laughs> this man was like, can, uh, can we have... Um, what do you say? Can we... Can we can we get a special edition of the Cybertruck that uses metal from the Mark One that just exploded that they tried the other day? He said, uh, sure. <laughs> I was like, oh, all right. <laughs> so I was just like, yeah, sure, exactly. why not? Um, there's also a matte black color of this, by the way. Oh, yeah, there's a matte black Have color. Have we seen coming. pictures of that? No, no we haven't. No, there, I don't think there's any renders of it yet. You can Photoshop it. Alrighty. I'm sure someone um, has. So that, is that it? There's one more thing. In the uh, tech news. That Elon, well. Oh, there's that, yeah. Yeah, the, I put this in just now, actually. Yeah, I, um, I read so, this before, but on your screen. So yeah, yeah, so Elon tweeted, actually, uh, yesterday, uh, Cybertruck is our latest product unveil La- for a last, or last, my bad, last product unveil for a while, but there will be some most like, 
and mostly unexpected technology announcements next year. So, so it sounds like we might be some, seeing some, some new Tesla stuff. Tesla's doing some, some new stuff. Uh, oh, man. And Elon. Elon is working around the clock, as I said before. How does that man live? I have no idea. He doesn't even know. It's true, actually. He said that. He's like, people wouldn't want to be me. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, he knows that. We all know that now. We, we watched the Joe Rogan podcast. Yeah, man. Um, anything else? Uh, that's that's going to be it for me, Chief. All right. Let's pull this up. We got one other quick thing to look at what in terms that? of tech before we jump into I saw a number, blast. and that's blowing me. Numbers, numbers. So this is just tech-related for no reason. Um, this computer is 26 inches tall and houses a 400,000-core processor. It's only it's only like two feet, a little over two feet tall, which is like my tower. A <laughs> uh, four hundred thousand core processor. I'm gonna read this article because it's really quick. Hi, By quick. the way, regular put computers. Into, put that in perspective of what a normal com- how many cores. I was a about to say a normal okay. computer. Your average computer has four to eight cores. <laughs> The, the high-end ones coming yeah. out from AMD and Intel recently have, like, 32. Yeah. So this has got anywhere from, like, what is it? But this is one of those things where hey, it has a very specific function. That's what these are for, mm. these kinds of computers. It says the world's largest computer chip. Oh, this, by the way, this is PC Gamer, and this is Paul Lilly. Uh, the world's largest computer chip boasts a whopping 1.2 trillion transistors and a staggering 400,000 cores, dwarfing the latest generation AMD Ryzen and Intel core processors in both regards. Even so, it's small enough to fit inside a computer that stands just over, just a bit over two feet tall. The system is the Cerebrus CS... That's not, doesn't say Cerebrus. Oh, Cerebrus, yeah. Cerebrus, I don't know, something like that. CS1, and you'll notice I'm not calling it a PC. It doesn't qualify as one, so don't expect to see a Black Friday deals on this thing. The CS1... Oh, I thought that was in the article. It is. Oh, it is. It's in, it's in, it's in parentheses. Oh. The CS1 is a computer, th- is a computer though, and according to Cerebrus, there is no other system in the world that is faster at processing artificial intelligence workloads. Quote, the CS1 is the industry's fastest AI computer, and because it is easy to install, quick to bring up, and integrates with existing AI models in TensorFlow and PyTorch, it delivers value the day it is is deployed, said Andrew Feldman, founder and chief executive officer of Severus Systems. Um, Depending on workload, the CS1 delivers hundreds or thousands of times the performance of legacy alternatives at one-tenth of the power draw in one-tenth the space per unit compute. You may recall I wrote the actual processors uh, several months ago to recap. So this guy's talking about his article about this processor that's in this thing. I'll skip to this. This is the processor. That's a keyboard. That's the, pro- that's the actual processor. How many pins? I mean, like, that's a, it's probably soldered. I don't know if it's pins. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Still, it fits inside a system that is smaller than some mid-tower PCs. At 26 inches tall, the CS1 takes up a third of, its, of the space in a standard data sack. It third of the space in a standard data center rack, yet can replace hundreds or thousands of GPUs that would normally consume dozens of racks. Before anyone asks, it's not designed to run Crisis or any modern equivalent. Instead, one of the first deployments will be in the Argonne National Laboratory, where it will be used to accelerate neural networks in path-breaking cancer studies to get a better grasp of black holes and to un- help understand and treat traumatic, traumatic brain injuries. That's a 
big piece of tech right there. Yeah, I know we got, that much. I know we got the picture up, but for the audio listeners, this processor is lit, right? That's what it is? Yeah, yeah. it's the a CPU. The the size of a fucking mouse pad. Like a sizable mouse pad. It's like a it's like a seven by eight inch mouse pad. Actually, if you count those things, those are probably about an inch or so. Yeah. So yeah. About that. Seven by nine mouse pad. Jesus and Christ, man! Just wanted to, sh- to highlight that. <laughs> it's it's stupid. Not, it's not game related, but it is tech related, and it's really cool. All right, moving on. Uh, I want to add something to the news blast. Uh, all right, sure. Well, we're about to go in. We're going to the news blast right now. All right, well then let's just start with this. All right, all right. Um, so I'm going to preface this by saying that I haven't gotten really all the information because I wanted to do when I heard about it, but then I didn't get to it. But right, I'm, it? I'm just going to mention what I was going to say. That's why I put it in the news blast. Um, so apparently, uh, something called a dark kitchen is emerging. <laughs> Huh? Keep uh, going. So, yeah. So, uh, Dark Kitchen is basically... So, you know, the... You know, Grubhub, uh, all the... All the... Yeah, yeah, okay. All the services. I'm, I, now I understand where this is going more. I all see. the services. Okay. You know, everyone... So, what's the what's the catch doing, of this one? Everyone's doing... Uh, A delivery service. Delivery services for food and everything. And companies have started... Like, fast food chains and stuff like that have started... Uh, workshopping ideas to do the, do these dark kitchens, which basically they're they're set up locations for uh, so like pick up for pickup people. Mm-hmm. Uh, y- the location will make the food, but it won't be like a store, like a regular McDonald's or a regular Burger King or whatever. It'll just be a dark kitchen, basically. Oh, and, it's just for and they'll pick it up from there. And and deliver so that it's like a easy tra- easier transaction than the, going into the store waiting in line. So it's a store that sells only to yeah. DoorDash, Grubhub, Eat Uber Eats, all those guys. Yeah. And furthermore, I I think Wendy's and a few other fast food chains were talking about doing bigger ones where where they sell uh like multiple chains inside one. Mm. So like you. Uh, DoorDash people or Grubhub people can go that, into. I can see how that makes sense. Into a place and get Taco Bell, McDonald's, Burger King. That's and, good for them if they yeah. can organize that well. So, it's actually pretty smart. Yeah, I thought that was really interesting. But oh god, is this gonna kill the fast food industry? Are we <laughs> no longer gonna know. pick up food anymore? I don't know. <laughs> so that's, yeah. that's interesting. Hmm. All right. So that's kind of part of the hmm. the tech news section in, in yeah, a way. Yeah, yeah. All right, so now to mention it let's get into I the news. It was... bl- it's pretty cool. Let's get into the news blast. The news blast. What, what, what are we calling it this month? We're almost. We're, this is the last. Oh, we're this is the last episode out of the month. The conserving your nut blast. All right. Yep. Conserving your nut blast. This is the last one. For, uh, one more week. Um. First things first. Pokemon Sword and Shield sold over six million units during its during its launch weekend. It's a lot of units. It's a really fun game, man. Oh, it it's already it already made it the eighth best selling Switch game. Oh wow! Um, two million of those copies were sold in North America, and mm. fra- Thomas Franzese from DualShocker says this: this not only gives Pokemon Sword and Shield the highest-grossing North American launch in the series, but also makes these some of the fastest-selling Nintendo Switch games of all time. So it's selling well, and that was the weekend. I don't know what it is now; could be even more. True. Um. Though what I what I will add 
not to be a pessimist, is that, uh, let me see, on the first day of release, Sun and Moon sold 10 million. Ah. Oh. That might be, that's probably because of the wider adoption of the 3DS. That's yeah. my, that would be my presumption. Yeah, there are more Switches than there are, there are more 3DSs than there at the time when, than there are Switches now. Yeah, mm. exactly. It makes sense. Uh, no, I've seen people, you know, throw around that statistic a lot. I'm just sharing. All right, that's good. That's good. Some more clarity there. Uh, we already talked about Resident Evil 3 Remake. Um, State of Decay 2 is coming to Steam early 2020 and will feature cross-play with the Windows 10 and Xbox One versions of the game. So if you haven't picked up that game or you want to play it on Steam or whatever, uh, you're free to do that in uh, February. I think it's February? I remember. No, that's something else. It's early 2020. So look forward to that. Awesome. We have another streamer who's left Twitch. Oh my god, it's Eric. Really? This time, it's Disguised Toast. I know this guy. Um, not, not in... Not in person. In person. But, but you know I, who he is. This one hits hard for me. He's leaving Twitch to go to Facebook Gaming, which is interesting, because that's the first time we've seen that. I saw uh, the option to watch well, him. Red, I did not. Red Mercy is yeah, there's, totally on. There's Facebook. a lot of people who are on and Facebook Mel- Gaming now. Melanie, too. Really? Melanie Mac. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I know people are on there. I don't watch anybody on there. I mean, Voiboy, I think he used to cross-stream today, which is kind of surprising because he has a partnership on Twitch. But, um, yeah, it's it's growing a platform over there. I don't know what's going on over there. The only reason I know that uh, Melanie and and Red Mercy are over there is because, for some reason, it sends me notifications when they're streaming on Facebook. I don't know why that started you can turn that You can turn that off. I just haven't gotten around to it. Uh, <laughs> it's been like, happening for years. You could un- for like a year now. You could keep them like, but like unfollow them. Yeah, mm-hmm. somewhere. I don't know. The, um... The, uh... He was not... He was not uh, hiding at all that he got money from this from Facebook to do this. Oh, wow! But he said, though he said, "quote The broadcaster told CNN, or this is the article. The broadcaster told CNN Business that he'd received offers from quote every major streaming platform, but chose Facebook because it had the most explosive potential, as he says it. Mm-hmm. An undisclosed amount of money did change hands, but this suggested that the initial payout wasn't the only factor. A post on his Facebook page looks like it was around like thirty thousand dollars. Wow. Um." He held up the check. And I'm like, is that what it is right there? Like, can I see it? I think it looked like 30K. That's a lot of money. I mean, he he said he got money from every platform, but he was like, this is the one that seems like it has the most potential. So Mm. that's interesting. He's part of Offline TV, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, he is. That's interesting. Got people going all over the place over here. Yeah. Who's going to... What's the most... What's the next obscure thing you could see happen? We have YouTube. We have... Twitch, we have Mixer, we have Facebook. These are the four big ones. MySpace about to come back with a MySpace as a streaming platform, it'd be over. Wait, oh, it's, be, oh. it's literally just going to be called Wait MySpace. Minute. Wait a minute. Hear me out. MySpace and You know how Twitch n- has the uh, 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 IRL mm-hmm. channel? Mm-hmm. MySpace comes back as an IRL streaming platform. Cheap. I mean, there are other IRL streaming platforms like you now and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but uh, or they could just buy the we'll name, see. the the name of MySpace, like buy that name, and instead of call it IRL streaming, just call it MySpace streaming. Well, you could, but MySpace is still a thing. Wow. Surprisingly. Do, doing what? Staying alive, Sitting. apparently. I guess the pedophiles have to have uh, somewhere to uh, converse. Uh, <laughs> uh. You're not wrong about that. They already tried Tumblr and they broke Tumblr. Um, it was a sad day. My brother was, was very say? sad. You could see, <laughs> next thing you hear, like, Pokimane streaming exclusively on Periscope. <laughs> Yo, Bro, give me sick. Which is owned by Twitter. I don't know. We're probably not going to see anything crazy like that. 
I'm about to start making a segment on our show is who left Twitch this week. I know. Because every week there's one person. There's only one week we've had two people, which is the guy who streams Destiny and stuff like that that yeah. left alongside uh, Shroud. Um, Devil May Cry oh. 3 is coming to Switch on February 20th, 2020. Um, it will be $20. It will be the special edition that allows you to play as Virgil and, and, and play the Bloody Palace survival mode. Um, and this comes after... DMC 1 and 2 just came to Switch this past year. So, more Devil May Cry. Apparently, this is the best one, according to people. Um, That's what I've heard a lot. At yeah. least before 5, I don't know what the consensus is there. I've also heard that uh, DMC 3 and 4 are, like, hard as fuck. Ah. Mm. So, you can play it on Switch for $20 coming February 20th. It's a beat-em-up Dark Souls. Um, and then this was announced right before we went live. Uh, Battleborn, which you might remember... <laughs> is the Overwatch-style game from the guys that make Borderlands, um, has has been removed from digital storefronts, Yikes. and the servers have been announced to go offline for good on January of 2021. So you still have a whole year to play Why this are they game. Waiting You've so got long. 14 months to play this so game. So they're giving you well in advance warning to play this game. The reality of the situation is, is though, once the servers go, lo- go offline, this, the game is entirely unplayable, including the single-player campaign and everything. Because I guess it's all got an wow. online component. So, if you want to play the single-player campaign of Battleborn, your best bet now is to pick it up for like five bucks at GameStop and, and play it. That also means... Between now and next January, not this coming January. That also means if you're done playing it, sell it now or yeah. whenever, because... If you want to sell it. Yeah. You're not going to get well, much money for it anyway. You might as well, because... You're going to get pennies in, for it, though. Well, listen, in 14 months, it's literally of zero value. Yeah. You can't play it at all. But if you're buying it for like five to fifteen bucks at GameStop, it's probably not going to get you more than like two dollars. Yeah. So, yeah, rip uh, Battleborn, I guess. All right, guys, uh, we we decided I don't know when you cut this, but we decided that we were going to cut it off into a separate section because we talked about it for quite a while. We're now at two and a, almost two and a half hours into this thing. Um, so that's going to be we're going to post that separately at the same time as a bonus track. You can go listen to it um, or watch it on YouTube. It'll be a separate discussion about the Game Awards. But now we're actually going to close out the show. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I'd like to thank everyone for watching episode 7 of the Market Podcast. Thanks. Uh, I'm going to not thank you for watching the second time. I read that backwards. Anyway, remember to give us a like on the video. And, and if you enjoyed yourself, comment. Uh, we want to hear y'all's opinion on today's topic. Subscribe if you want to see more. And don't forget, if some of you bozos sitting there listening uh, to the show, wishing you could... Do your homework or whatever y'all get into and, uh, you know, enjoy it. Look no further. You, we're on a number of podcast platforms like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, CastBox, etc. All the links are down in the description below. Same goes for you audio listeners. If you want to see anything from this week's episode, hop over to the YouTube at blackmuckandgaming.com. Show your voice some love, man. We're out. See you guys next week. Out. Hope you have a good. Hope, hope you had a good Thanksgiving, and enjoy your Black Friday. Uh, so get out and buy that shit. Co- comment what you bought. There's plenty of deals. Go look up. Go go to go to uh, Wario sixty four's Twitter. There's plenty of gaming stuff there. Hey, and if you ain't watching this on YouTube, I'm gonna inflate your toes so you can't fit your shoes. All right. Goodbye. See you guys. See ya.